The Shepnaz Podcast begins now. Welcome to the Shepnaz Podcast. I'm Joe and I'm your host today. And we are going to start on a new message series that uh, we just started to look into this past Sunday. It's called While in Exile. It's a study on First Peter. And Pastor Rob is here to kind of break down our introductory message and tell us a little bit about that as we're going into this series. So welcome in, Pastor Rob. Thank you. Very excited about this new series. Looking forward to sharing it with people and uh, sharing with them the things that God's been putting on my heart and they obviously put on Peter's heart a long time ago. <laughs> well, it's um, it, it's it's pretty cool, um, like concept. Now we haven't, in full transparency, we haven't talked about this at all. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. This last week, you said, "Hey, by the way, this is kind of what I have in mind for this concept." Yeah. And so you and I went back and forth on like art yeah. and that kind of thing and design, but yeah, uh, I, I like the whole vibe yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's I'm excited about it and it's interesting once we get into this a little bit, we'll see how how relevant this book, this letter is to the church today. Um I mean, the whole of course the whole entire Bible is relevant, you know. I mean, it's sure. not like, you know, I mean, some parts are more exciting than others like maybe, but this is like this is this is where we're living right now and uh, we'll talk about exile, probably not on this episode, but on another one soon. Um, and the American church is in exile. We just don't know it. Uh, and this letter was written to Christians who are in exile. And so what Peter said to these people directly is directly a direct message to us about how to live our lives when we're in exile. So uh, we'll take a, a look behind the curtain for a second, you know? Yeah. Uh, we know that you preached Ephesians for a while last year because you like really like that book. <laughs> yeah, my Bible and, fell apart, <laughs> and um, and the, and we did a study on on prayer. So, what brought you to First uh, Peter? Well, I've been I've been this whole concept, this idea of exile, has been um, on my mind for a couple of years. Actually, I mean, I, I heard somebody talk about it, and I'm like, man, that is just so true to where we are. And um, so I've kind of had in the back of my mind, there's several path, there's several books in the Bible that deal with it. Um, Jeremiah, uh, Nehemiah, Ezra, Esther, even. Um, so there's a lot of stuff in the Old Testament, but um, the New Testament, this book right here is just like, this is like, if, if Peter was reading our mail, this is what he would have wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just so right on. And it's, it's interesting because the, God's people have really always been in exile. Like their their narrative is exile. And we'll talk about right. that a little bit. And so the tensions that we feel living in this world are appropriate. Like if we're living in a world and we are not feeling tension between our faith and the world's value systems, there's a problem probably with us. I'm, I'm having a flashback right now to an 80s Petra song, Not yes. Of This World. <laughs> I, got, I, I got on Spotify yesterday and played it. I thought, I wonder if Zach could do this. And of course, anything played in the 80s, you can do pretty easily, All I right. think, because it's a few chords or whatever. But And he could do it, but I, don't, I, I, I opted to not pull it out. But it was like one of those songs I listened to in high school and college, kind of like, yep. oh, yep. yeah, Petra, Not Of This World. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> 
All right. Sorry about the rabbit trail there, but I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't let that go. <laughs> All right. So all the younger people are like, what the heck is this talking <laughs> yes. about? And the older uh, people are like, oh, yeah. And I you know can that. take a look, uh, look them up, Google them. Yeah. Petra from the 80s uh, yeah. was a pretty, they were, they were a forerunner to yeah. a lot of the modern Christian, Christian music yeah. we have today. Yeah, they were. You know, the, the people who didn't believe in, you know, anything other than hymns were like, this is devil music. And all the yeah. young people are like, this is awesome. <laughs> so it was, that's the way it went. Um, well, let's talk a little bit since, since we are talking about First Peter, and this is a, a yeah. book that's written by Peter. Let's talk about uh, who Peter is. Yeah, so I, I, want, I felt like maybe, you know, we're, we're starting to, Go into this letter that Peter wrote. We haven't talked about Peter a lot here. Uh, we've talked to him about him some in the book of Acts when we were doing that, which is a series that we did like, I think, 19, 19 things on, and we're only about halfway through. We'll yeah. go back to that someday. Yeah. Unhindered. Yeah. Look it up. Exactly. It's, it's on the video Yeah, you channel. can uh, watch 19 episodes of that. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, Peter is um, one of the disciples, obviously, and the Bible uh, when the Bible introduces him, he's one of the first disciples that Jesus called. So he wasn't the first. Actually, Andrew was. Andrew knew, met Jesus and went and got his brother. So Andrew and Peter were brothers. And Andrew said, Peter, you got to come and meet this guy. I think he might be the Messiah. And so it was very early on that, that Peter met Jesus in his ministry before he really started doing anything. And he met uh, him by the Sea of Galilee. Jesus came up to him and Peter, and they were fishing, right? They're casting their nets into the lake. And um, Jesus says, come and follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And the very next verse says, at once they left their nets and followed him. And it's kind of interesting when you think about this idea of Jesus walking up to somebody, calling them and say, hey, come and follow me, and you leave your career. Yeah. Like, like Peter was married. Like, like if someone right. came to me and said, follow me, and I just dropped my job and went to follow them, my wife would want to know what was going on, right? And mm. and so Peter, like they really left. And so what 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 I was as I was studying there, like there's two things about that. Either Peter was very impulsive and he didn't like his job, and he's just looking for another opportunity. He's like, I hate fishing, and this guy comes <laughs> along and says, "Come and follow me." I'm like, I'm out of here, right. you know. And either he was that, or he was very enthusiastic, which means that they were probably aware of all these prophecies about the Messiah coming in there anxiously looking and waiting for the Messiah and to have this opportunity to join someone who might be starting this revolutionary movement would be appealing. And of course, that's what we think it was. It wasn't that he hated his job and just wanted to get out of it and do something else. It was like, this is the, this is what we've been waiting for. And so when Jesus says to do that, um, he's like, I'm all in. And uh, one of the guys that I like to read, his name is William Barclay. He's a old, old theologian. Uh, well, he's so old, he's with Jesus now, but he's uh, just, I love the way he writes. Long and, time ago. Yeah. And, and he says, Peter was like a typical Galilean. And he says that Galileans were quick-tempered, impulsive, emotional, easily roused by an appeal to adventure, loyal to the end. And Peter was a typical Galilean. Like that's what mm -hmm. he was like, impulsive, like, yeah, I'll leave my job. I'll go follow you because you might be the Messiah. And then, of course, if you know anything about Peter's life, you know, there are lots of impulsive things, times he would say things he maybe shouldn't have and, or when he shouldn't have said them and or to people he shouldn't have said certain things to or whatever. Right. But the thing about Peter, you love it, like he just wore, wore it all out on his sleeve. You know, there was no nothing hiding behind him. Um, and so that, that's the Peter that we're talking about. And when Peter was uh, initially started following Jesus, his name was Simon. Um, and they didn't have last names back then. It was Simon, son of whoever. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but early in the, in the ministry, in fact, in John chapter one, right as things are getting started, 
Andrew or Jesus has a conversation with Peter, um, and he says, you know, who who do you say I am? And and Peter says, you know, you're the Christ. And this is a big statement, like you're the one, you're the one we've been waiting for. And Jesus says, you know, that's you're right. I didn't reveal this to you. The Holy Spirit did. And then he changes his name to Cephas, which is the Aramaic version, or Peter, which is the version that we know, which is where we get the word rock or Petra, which we were talking yes. about earlier. Yes. Um, and, and so Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter, which means rock, and everyone knew that. And it wasn't that Peter was such a great person, but it was the statement that, that Peter made that says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, yeah, that's the foundation we're going to build everything on, that I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God. And you knew it first, and so he changed his name. And so every time Jesus used Peter's name, it was just hearkening back to reminding him of who he was serving and who Jesus Mm -hmm. was. And, And of course, you know, if you read through the whole story, there's a time there at the end where he denied Jesus three times, and Jesus comes back and says, Peter... Who do you say I am, and all you know, and so all that other kind of stuff. But, but in terms of who you know, lists of importance, probably Peter's the most prominent of all the disciples. Like we know, there's twelve of them, right? Um, but almost all the time when they list the disciples, Peter's the first one, um, and it's not because he was the first one. Like actually, in Matthew chapter ten, verse twelve. Um, Matthew lists the names of all the disciples, and he says, these are the names of the 12 apostles. First, he says, Simon, who is called Peter, and then he goes on, he lists all the other ones. And so this word first doesn't mean, it's not like in order, like he's not saying first in order, like even though Peter was one of the first ones called, that's not what he means, he means first in prominence. In other words, like he's the, he's the more, I hate to say more important, but he's the prominent one, he's the, he's the spokesperson. Um, and he kind of appointed himself to be the spokesman for the 12, right? Many times Jesus was talking, Peter would speak up and talk for all of them. So he was kind of like the PR man, right, yeah. of the disciples. Like today, if he were following Jesus, he would be on social media doing all this stuff. Like he would be managing Jesus's image in in the public eye and all that kind of stuff. So he was a spokesman and and he spoke a lot. You know, we were talking earlier, sometimes he, he argued with people. Sometimes he, you know, did stuff. One time he even argued with Jesus. Jesus says, here's how it's going to happen. And Jesus and Peter's like, I got a better plan for you. Yeah, Jesus, this is how it's going to go. You can't do that. Yeah. And and Jesus says, uh, get behind me, Satan, and kind of put Peter back in his place. And so, um, but the good news about that all is that, you know, even when Peter denied Jesus these three times, um, it's the beginning of this beautiful story of second chances because Peter did deny him three times. But then Jesus came back and re- gave him three chances to reaffirm who he was. And then that's when he said, feed my sheep, which in reality, he was saying, I'm leaving soon. I want you to take over the church. I want you to be the, the, the point man here. And just this incredible story of second chances. And, and Peter's just a, he's a perfect story for all of us who maybe have been following Jesus and have had great times with Jesus and then times where we failed and we're like, oh, you know, do I just need to give up? And it's like, no, no, don't give up because Jesus is going to come alongside and give a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance or whatever. So Peter's is a great story of, of restoration and everything. And then we also find um, in, the, in the Gospels, Peter's the primary preacher uh, for the disciples. But more importantly, in the book of Acts, um, when uh, after Pentecost comes and the Holy Spirit comes upon all the disciples, of course, they all receive the Holy Spirit. 
um, and they all did lots of things, but Peter seems to be like the primary spokesman, right? He's mm-hmm. the one preaching the gospel on the day of Pentecost, and he's the one who did a lot of miracles, you know, and, and so he's, he's like, he's a pretty important person in the, in the life of the church because Jesus invested in him, and then, and then when Jesus ascended back to heaven, he led the church through Peter, through the Holy Spirit. And so Peter's a great leader. And of course, you know, a lot of Catholic churches, they name churches after the, you know, saints and apostles, a lot of St. Peter's churches. Right, of course. Stuff like that. And they consider him like the first, their first pope. Right, yep. Yeah, the um, Catholic church does that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he seems to be the disciple, like if, if something needs to be said. He's, he's going to be the one that's going to stand up and say it. Yeah, well, like somebody and, asks the 12 a question, and they're, they're all like, they all look at Peter, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, there are probably times when they, they answered, but for the most part, it was kind of like, yeah, he'll tell you what we think. <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and what he tells you, we may not agree with, but he'll still tell you. Right, because if we say it, he's just going to correct us yeah. anyhow. So. Right, yeah. On February 14th, we'll be observing an Ash Wednesday time of remembrance as we look toward Easter. On Ash Wednesday, Christians around the world gather to reflect on our mortality, a call for repentance, and prepare our hearts for the season of Lent. Join us for this at 6.30. Kids are welcome, and there will be childcare for the youngest and wiggliest kids. And then there's a couple of things I thought were kind of interesting that I picked up in my studies this week. Uh, I knew that he was married, um, but I, I didn't really realize the extent of his wife's involvement in the ministry. And um, in First Corinthians chapter nine, verse five, they're talking about marriage, you know, and should a, should the disciples be married if you're following Jesus, or should you just be married to the mission kind of thing? And Paul says, uh, "Don't we have the right to bring a believing wife with us as Peter does?" And mm-hmm. so when they're talking about this issue, they're like, "Well, Peter's the leader; he's got a wife, and she comes along, and she's helping in the ministry, and they're working together. Why couldn't we, you know, do the same thing?" And so. I knew that he was married, but I, you know she was pretty involved in his ministry. And if you watch the Chosen, you see there's a fair amount of involvement yeah, depicted I, in that from I was her gonna, as well. I was going to bring that up because, um, you know, obviously we're not going to the Chosen for biblical instruction. I right? Mean, they are making a TV show. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it did make me start thinking about how life played out for him a little yeah. different than it did the other disciples. Like yeah. many of these other disciples have no attachments. So like, it, you know, they're young and if they want to follow along with this teacher and see what happens, yeah. some cool stuff. And we're just going to kind of beg borrow along the way. That's fine. Yeah. But Peter had this struggle where he had to balance you know yeah. this this serious call to ministry. He was told to leave his profession and follow this leader, this this new yeah. teacher, and you know he's leaving a wife home. And yeah. one of the things that was and kind mo- of his mother in law lived with him a good part it, yes, of the time as well. Yes. So I mean, he had this responsibility of providing care for them, but yet be gone on long trips with Jesus doing ministry. So, uh, so I I really do think it gives you an insight of of why maybe he was able to step up and be a leader because he yeah. was somebody that knew how to juggle responsibilities and he knew what it yeah. you know what it was the demands of of being yeah. a husband and caring for extended yeah. family members and everything yeah it would have been good if you'd have written all that down like how how to do it because there's <laughs> a lot of pastors myself included who would like love to learn about how to 
balance all of this stuff, you know, because there's a lot of demands and he had all those demands. And then it's like, you still have a family and a wife and children and responsibilities and you got to take care of those things. And, and yeah, so he, he did a, did a good job with that. Uh, I'm sure there are times that he didn't do a good job. Right. His wife right. said, you know, you're acting like an idiot or something. Well, <laughs> Maybe we, we count. I don't think that's in the Bible, but my guess is there are conversations similar to we, that. We count on our wives for that. So yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> So another thing that I thought was really interesting was that, um, you know, Peter's home was used as their ministry headquarters often. Like mm-hmm. Jesus would gather the disciples. It would have been at their house. And I thought that was really interesting too. And so it wasn't just like, you know, um, Jesus or following Jesus wherever, but they would gather at his house. So kind of like a small group kind of thing as well. And then before we wrap up, just one other thing that I thought was really interesting is that, and I did not know this until this week, but tradition says that that Peter Peter's wife was crucified. She was a martyr along with him, mm-hmm. and that they crucified his wife first and made him watch um, because that would have been a much harder thing, you know, to do. Like, oh, for sure, just 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 do me it, and then yeah. I don't have to see, you know. Yeah. But they they made him watch them crucify his wife, and then when it came time for him to be martyred or them to put him to death. They were going to crucify him, and he said, "I I don't want to be crucified the way my Lord was. I'm I don't deserve that." And he made them crucify him upside down. So he was also crucified, but was crucified upside down because he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be crucified. He said, "I wasn't worthy to be crucified as my Lord." And so I mean, just that's the kind of devotion that he had to to the Lord, and. Just, I mean, just can't imagine that level of persecution to see that happen to your wife and then turn around and just say, you know, uh, I, I know you're going to kill me, but you can't kill me the same way you killed the Lord because I don't deserve that. Do it upside down. And so just a level of devotion that he had, and which goes back to what William Barclay said earlier, there's this, this extreme loyalty and devotion. And, and Peter really was a great guy for the job. And then uh, one other thing, we'll, we'll wrap this episode up and jump into the next the next one. But um, when when Peter was was martyred, it was just two years after writing this letter. So he wrote he wrote this letter, First Peter, uh, and he wrote it. And we'll we'll talk more about this in the next episode. He wrote it to the church that was being persecuted, mm-hmm. um, and 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 so just two years after he wrote it is when he lost his life as well. Wow. Um, and so. Uh, it kind of brings a little bit of um, disintensity to the message that he has. He was living in very difficult, hostile times to Christianity, so hostile that he, he lost his life um, as a result of that. And so this letter was just two years prior to that. So some interesting things, I think. I always like to know some of those things before we jump into a series and and um, you know, figure out the message because I think the context makes the message so much more uh, important and understandable because what we find is a lot of times the context then was similar to the context now, which makes the message speak even more relevantly to us today. So, great. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great spot for us to, to leave it for today. Um, if you want to learn more about Peter, uh, kind of his life, you can take a look in the book of Acts yeah. and see a lot of the things that he did throughout the ministry. Um, so tomorrow we've done the introduction to kind of get to know Peter a little bit. Uh, tomorrow we're going to go into a little bit of first Peter, the actual book. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we encourage you to follow along with us, check out things that are going on at church at shepnaz.org. Also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
For Pastor Rob, I'm Joe. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.